All right, welcome back here at Matthews Arena on the campus of Northeastern, where the score at the end of the third period is Merrimack 2 and Northeastern 2. I'm Mike Mackey with John Leahy, and kind enough to join us here uh, in the overtime intermission is Scott McLaughlin from WEI.com. And first of all, Scott, uh, Merrimack with a 2 to nothing lead after 2. Seemed like they had the game in hand, had a chance, multiple chances to make it a 3 nothing lead there early in the third. If they were able to do so, might have gone on to win, but uh, Northeastern got a little help from the post and some saves by Clay Wett get a couple of goals to tie it 2-2 and we're all even again. Yeah, and I thought Northeastern started to take control of play a little bit in that third period as well and you know, obviously trailing helps with that. You get tend to get more desperate but Northeastern came on pretty strong in the third period there and uh, like you mentioned, you know, Merrimack just missed out on two really good chances so, you know, obviously this is going to be huge to see who gets this because Merrimack, you know, they lose Hambus Gustafsson so early and you think, oh man, they're going to be in trouble and you know they get that 2 nothing lead and you're thinking wow you know this is great meanwhile northeastern whoa are they in trouble now they're falling behind they're not going to take advantage of merrimack having you know not having two of their their two top scorers but here we are in overtime so i had this feeling coming in though that of all of the series this was probably the one where either team being up by two goals i, I wouldn't feel like a like a two goal lead was safe if Whichever team had it in the series. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I would have felt a little more safe with Merrimack having the two goal lead, just because I, you know I wouldn't expect Rasmus Tiernan to to give up two goals. He's obviously tough to, to score on, but um, yeah, and you know Northeastern has the offense to come back though, and obviously they've shown that tonight. Yeah, I mean, really, what you have is two teams with with contrasting styles, right? I mean, Northeastern is go 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 all the time, and uh, you know, and and they, that almost got them in trouble early in the third period when they were pressing it. And, Turned over the puck a couple of times pretty badly in their own end, led to good scoring chances for Merrimack. Yeah, Merrimack's done a pretty good job countering that, and you're right with that contrast. You know, there's been a couple times this game where we've seen Northeastern have, you know, a very fast rush going one way, and then Merrimack gets control and sort of slows things down, kind of takes their time getting up ice, and, you know, ultimately they still get there. They get down the other end, but it's not the, the you know, try to get there as quickly as possible like Northeastern tries to do. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, looking at Northeastern, I feel like, I mean, you are what you are, right? And we know what they are. There are, you know, they're, they're an offensive juggernaut, and that's that's their style of play. That's how they try to win games. Uh, at the same time, you know, watching them last week against BU, for example, even watching them some of tonight's game, the chances that they gave up, I feel like some other teams would have made them pay, would have been able to make them pay. And, and so my question is, uh, you know, I mean, how, how far can they go here with, with this style of play? Don't they need to tighten it up at some point? Yeah, they do. And they, and they had been doing that, I think, through that middle stretch of the season when they went on that really good run and they were the hottest or second hottest team in the country a lot of that started in the back end in, in their breakout and you know they were doing a much better job with that of not giving up those chances not letting teams get you know sustained offensive zone possessions and then for whatever reason here the last few weeks it's kind of fallen off again and you know obviously they got to figure it out soon just, you know they at least need to win this series if they're going to have any chance to get an at-large berth and NCAAs might have to win next week too but 
you know, if they can't tighten up, they might not even get through this series. So that they got to figure that out quick. Yeah, that's a good point. Both teams here, not tonight necessarily, but this weekend at least, they're playing for their season. Whichever team loses this weekend, they're done. It's going to be Northeastern if they if they they're 19th in the pairwise. If they lose two out of three this weekend, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. We know it; they'd be done. Merrimack obviously who needs to win the Hockey East tournament to have a chance to go on. But you know, if they don't win this weekend and, and get knocked out of the Hockey East tournament, they're done as well. So uh, that kind of adds you know a little bit more, I think, to these first round series. Yeah, and you look, you know, all across hockey's, we're pretty much in that situation with everyone. You know, Vermont is right there in that pairwise bubble too, and but they're going to need to beat Maine this weekend to have any shot in that large bid, and then everyone else is, you know, needs to win it all. And you know, you look at even Notre Dame as a five seed, but they're. They're way down the pairwise, so they would need to win Hockey East. Yeah, I'm looking at the scores now. UNH has won. Uh, this game's obviously tied. Vermont has won, so two home teams have won now. UMass and Notre Dame uh, are tied midway through the third period. I mean, there's still a possibility that all the home teams would win. You see this a lot, I think, in the first round. We saw it even back when when uh, eight teams were getting into the tournament, or even last year when you had, you know, I mean, well, last year was only the, the single game first round, but a lot of times you, I think you see that. The, in these best of three first round series that the first game is close and the home teams find, find a way to pull it out and then they win going away the second night so it'll be interesting to see if that uh, continues this year in Hockey East. Yeah, for sure and you know it's I think we all expected maybe you know we all certainly thought that all the home teams were the favorites and expected them to win but we see crazy stuff in college hockey and you know it wouldn't be it would be surprising to see one of the road teams pull off one of these series, but wouldn't be shocking. You know, we've seen it like in the ECAC before where, you know, 12 seed wins or 11 seed or whatever. So it, it can happen. You know, we all know you get a couple crazy bounces or a great goaltending performance and all of a sudden, you know, series is over. Is it just me? I want to switch gears. Talk about pro here now. Is it is it just me, or are, are the, the 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 Boston Bruins media now finally coming around to the idea that shootouts are no good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're getting sick of watching them. <laughs> um, I mean, we've known this in college hockey for years, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like Bruins media and fans hate the shootout so much. I think they just hate watching the Bruins in it because they're so bad. But but yeah, I think uh, people are pretty fed up with uh, watching the Bruins continually losing in shootouts. Here's an interesting thought I got. Uh, today from Merrimack assistant coach and goaltending coach John Karatu. He said, because, because the talk among the coaches uh, on the bus today was, what do you do about, about the shootouts? And, and so his thought was, hold a shootout before the overtime. That way you know who's going to win if the game ends up tied in the overtime. And maybe that leads to one team pressing a little bit more than they would have to try to win. That'd be interesting. I, I could probably get behind that idea just to change things up a little. All right, Scott, thanks a lot. Hey, third, uh, sorry, not third period. Overtime coming up here. Uh, give us a quick thought inside the heads of both Northeastern coach Jim Madigan and Merrimack coach Mark Denny. Uh, score a goal. I think, you know, <laughs> Northeastern probably... It'll be interesting to see if Northeastern slows it down or if they continue to try to take some chances. Uh, I think that's what I'll be looking out for mostly. You know, we know what Merrimack wants to do. We know they'll probably be pretty conservative and not really do anything too crazy. But Northeastern likes to do that and, you know, help them get back in this game. So we'll see if they kind of try to come out with a killer instinct and take some chances to go for the win or if they kind of play it safe for a little while. All right, Scott, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it, folks. Check out his work, weei.com. Scott, thanks again. 
Thanks for having me. All right, Scott McLaughlin, WEEI.com has been our guest. The score after three, Merrimack 2, Northeastern 2. John and I are back right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.